the ground now. Way too gone. Way too gone. All right, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, truly. Now, I know traditionally, in weeks gone past, I have been a little bit negative to start off the podcast. And for that, my hand is up, okay? It was only because I was completely despondent and had, in fact, lost hope. All right, that's the only reason. (laughs) But now, this week, I have been renewed. Our spiritual leader, you know, our big sister, if you will. You know, the girl who keeps the block hotter than anyone else, Gladdy B herself, our Lord and Saviour, has in fact promised us that if this great state and what should be this nation's capital continue marching towards victory the way we are, we will in fact be given the privilege of a five-person picnic. Fuck yeah, dude. We near victory, lads. Do not stop now. You know? If this was Helm's Deep, fucking Gandalf has just rocked up, brother, all right? And he has brought a fair few blokes with him, you know? Let's absolutely tee off on some orcs. Like, I'm telling you, hope has been renewed, and it freaking, it looks like a goddamn picnic rug and a cheese board. Fire up the gals, we're going on a picnic, you know? (laughs) Dude, I am fucking notorious for loving a good picnic. Notorious. Absolutely. I think it's so funny that Picnic was her go-to. Also, for anyone who lives near the beach in Sydney, I probably shouldn't be telling this from behind enemy lines, you know, this is insider intel, but uh, if you go to a local beach, uh, you know, in the Sydney area, I mean, people are already picnicking their goddamn brains out. You know, I I went to the beach on Saturday and, I mean, all I saw was picnics. So, I'm not sure where we go from there. You know, you've basically... I mean, you've offered you've offered Michael Clark a fucking a fucking lesson on how to play the cover drive. I mean, wh- what are you talking about, Gladdy B? Everyone's already picnicking, you know. It's nothing but wheels of brie cheese and smiles down at the beach. So I don't know, I don't know what she means by that. But anyway, <laughs> dude, it's fucking pretty grim down here. I will admit. Send help, send help to Sydney ASAPio. But uh. The one thing that's been getting me through the last week, and this is, if you're in lockdown and you're not doing this, you're a goddamn serial killer, dude. Uh, I've, me and the lads, I should say, it was a team effort, have knocked over all of the Harry Potter films in about a week and a half. And I had never seen the last Harry Potter. So, you know, when I was a child, arcing up into teenage years, it could be argued I'm still in that part of the graph, but... You know, arcing up towards adulthood, when I became, you know, 16, 17, that was when the last couple of Harry Potters were coming out. And, you know, I can't speak for anyone else, but some of the blokes I was hanging around with, they weren't too keen on going to the cinema on a Saturday night, yeah? It was more sort of, you know, dark arts and narcotics, if you will. But those were the times we lived in. So I never saw the last two Harry Potters. And for the last sort of, you know, eight to ten years, I've been walking around a little scared, to be honest, wondering if anyone did, in fact, finish off the Dark Lord. You know, I'm seeing Daniel Radcliffe in in television dramas and, and various rom-coms. I'm thinking, mate, have we fucking cleaned up that first mess or what's going on here? You know, before you start freaking kissing Kate Hudson in a film I've just made up, 
you better go back and, and make sure that we did, in fact, destroy the Dark Lord. So, you know, I've, I haven't really slept well in, in the best part of a decade, if I'm honest. But now, now I know for a fact that he is, in fact, gone forever. And thank the Lord he is. Uh, but I'll tell you what, dude. No one told me as well that Harry Potter's. They kind of just turn into like a full-on magic war film, you know? The la- I mean, the last movie, I'm thinking, let's go to Hagrid's, you know, let's, let's go to Potions. Let's see what that Irish kid's blowing up in his face, you know? Let's have a bloody laugh, you know? Usually there's a few fun classes, and then towards the end of the school year, you know, you sort of Voldemort pops his head up. All right, let's just put down the paintbrushes for a second, Hermione. Bit of a situation on here, babe, yeah? Okay? And that's one thing I love about Voldemort. He always tries to take over the world and kill Harry Potter towards the end of of the school semester. You know, say what you will about that man and his politics, but he does value education. So we've knocked over um, Harry Potter. You know, the Dark Lord's been defeated. I'm re-watching Avatar The Last Airbender right now, and we're, we're towards the end, okay? Now, I'm not racist, dude, but I will say this. I fucking hate the Fire Nation, all right? I am not racist, but I hate the Fire Nation. And I want to clarify the cartoons, okay? Because I know they're making a, a film with real people, and if it comes out... <laughs> If it comes out that like they make the Fire Nation all brown people, that comment is going to age quite poorly. But these Fire Nation cartoons, dude, I fucking hate these guys. So I tell you what, I've got evil on my mind. You know, I've just, I've got big fish to fry. I've got picnics to go on. And uh, I've got a lot running through this mind of mine at the moment. But I will have to admit something this week as well. Unfortunately... This is a tough one to say. Unfortunately, guys, this week, or the week gone past, I should say, Friday night, or maybe Saturday night as well, was it? Friday and Saturday night, even worse, even worse, separate nights, you know, transgressions on separate nights, so you can't say it was just one mistake, I'll never do it again, I was pissed, I swear, I participated in not one but two uh, Zoom drink chat sessions, or whatever you do, you call it. I was on a Zoom, guys. Um, I've lost who I am as a person. That's become clear. This lockdown has uh, sort of eroded the last the last bit of Billy Darcy that was sitting here before you. I've been strictly anti-Zoom, you know, pretty much since the platform uh, was invented. You know, I'll go on Luke and Lewis via Zoom. Uh, that's only because I want to win guest of the year and I can't be fucked to go to Melbourne. Okay. But that's the only time I've ever been on zoom previously. One time I was supposed to do this guy's podcast in Perth on zoom and they canceled and it was like the best day of my life because I just thought I got nothing against them and I want to do their podcast. But the zoom platform freaks me out, dude. Everyone's just, I don't like it. You can see into people's homes. You know, I'm trying to chat to freaking God knows who I can, I can see that you know, she's got she's got a weird painting of a cat on the wall behind her. It's it's bizarre. I don't know, it's bizarre. I've been so anti-Zoom and now I've I gotta admit, I enjoyed both of them. That's the worst part. I'm a sicko. I'm a I'm a sick fuck. I enjoyed two Zooms. I I audibly laughed in both of them. Okay. One of them was for work, so I did go in with a gun to my head. You know? I I, I do take company culture very seriously. 
And uh, so I did have to do one for work. But yeah, that was fun. You know, I was zigging and zagging, having a good time. You know, you drink a beer, you talk to the people on the screens and you get fooled into thinking they're really here. You know, you get tricked by this by this computer and it's dark arts and it's wickedness. You get tricked into thinking you've actually got friends in the room. It's very, it's very uh, seductive, you know. And then Saturday night, I've got no excuses. I participated in a second Zoom. This one was with the lads and the tone of which was, you know, considerably more blue. Um, some of the boys are talking about sort of drugs and sex and stuff of that ilk. And, uh, you know, I won't, I won't repeat it here. It was shocking. But, uh, but two Zooms in two nights. I enjoyed them both. We have another work Zoom scheduled for Friday. I got to say, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, God, no. I'm losing it, dude. I'm fucking losing it, you know? Oh, nothing worse. Nothing worse. Zoom culture is here to stay. Oh, it's terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. 10 years from now, you'll just freaking, you'll just send a robot out the front door with you on, with you on a little Zoom telly. You know, we'll all just have 1997 fucking Fujitsu tellies on the end of a broomstick and a skateboard and you'll fucking send that thing down to Woolies. And that'll be that, you know, there'll be no coronavirus then, let me tell you. Yeah, Brad, what'd you do today? I, I didn't leave the house, but I ran into your cousin Jack in the fresh food section. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. Anyway, um, I do have one bit of a yarn from the weekend, if you can believe it. I don't want you guys to think I'm living like a, a boring life in lockdown. I'm having a lot of fun. But it's just sort of like, it's just like anonymous fun, like... It's the sort of fun where no good stories come out of it. Like, we are having an absolute laugh here at the pad. You know, me and Maka and Adzi, if he's here, freaking going nuts, dude. You know, we're playing a bit of pool, we're, we're drinking a couple of beers, etc. Some light narcotic use, if the weather is right, you know. And uh, our neighbor's dog came over yesterday. It was fucking sick, dude. But I mean, really, as far as, you know, having, having the attributes of a story worth telling, no. Absolutely not. Unless Maka maybe trips over and, and breaks the pool, pool table or something. Something pretty epic. I mean, yeah, no. Nah, not much going on. But anyway, Monday, we are, we're having lunch, me and Maka. We're working from home, having lunch. And uh, there's a knock at the door. I don't get up. Okay, who knocks at the door anymore? I mean, really, what is this, 1983? Call ahead, you psycho. And uh, so, Macca knocks the door and he goes, oh, I'll just go get him. And I'm like, oh, God, what is this? You know, the feds have finally caught up to me. Um, I haven't declared any comedy income in four years and they finally, you know, they're on to me. So, I thought, this is it. Just go quietly, Bill. And uh, I go to the front and it's our, not our real estate agent, the real estate agent for this house, right? And she goes... She goes, I've been trying to call you all morning and I've received, I've received nothing. She goes, I've texted you about four times. I'm showing a buyer through the place because our place is for sale. And I go, I've received nothing, babe. What are you talking about? And this is one of those things where I want to blow up about this, but I don't 100% know what's happening yet. 
So I go, well, I haven't received anything, babe. Like, what's doing? And she goes, I've sent you about five text messages, called you seven times. And I go, what? But I'm still thinking, I don't know. I'm Like, I'm not very good with my phone. I'm thinking, have I put a wrong setting or something? So I go, well, what number have you got? And she goes, she goes through a number and she's like, oh, four, bup, bup. And we're through the first, you know, uh, seven numbers. And they're all correct. And then she gets to the last three. And, you know, if my if the last three numbers of my phone number are like seven, eight, nine, she was like, she was like four, four, four square triangle. And I was like, I was like, that's not my number. It's not even close. Like, what are you talking about? I and here's the thing. I am angry at her because the backyard is a disgrace. Okay. I'm talking to her at the front door. Macca is in the backyard. There must be about 400 beer bottles everywhere. God knows what else. We had a fire like under the gazebo. Which you, you shouldn't do that. Um, you know, Mac is crazily cleaning up. I'm stalling for time. She's telling me about this buyer that's coming. And I go, well, also, it's a full-on lockdown. What's the go with having random cunts in your house during a full-blown pandemic? God knows where this bloke's from. You know, she's probably shipped him in straight from the, uh, the, the hotspot itself. You know, nothing like having some bloke with full-blown COVID come in and fucking jack off on your sheets on a Monday morning, you know? I wasn't in for it, okay? I wasn't in for it. So she's talking, and this lady, in her defense, has only been nothing but lovely to me in the past. So I wasn't really too angry about it. But I go, that's not even my number. I go, have you got someone? I go, fuck. I go, you're bringing someone in. I go, who? Who are they? We don't want people in the house. It's a lockdown. And then... Back is cleaning. She's talking to me. She's like, I'm sorry. I had your wrong number. I didn't realize. I'm thinking, this is just ridiculous. She's talking. The whole time she's talking now, I'm thinking, I go, well, when's he going to get here, this bloke? And she goes, oh, two minutes. And I was just thinking, I need to hide the weed immediately. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She just keeps talking. She's like, yeah, it's a beautiful day. You know, spring's coming up. I'm thinking, where the fuck did we put the weed over the weekend? It could be anywhere. You know, I go, right, no worries, Sandra. I'll clean up the backyard and I'll do this. I'll, 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 she said, he won't come in the house. He'll just have a look in from the outside. And I said, that's fine, babe. That's fine. She's lovely. Mac is in the backyard going nuts. I'm running through the house going, fuck, where, where is this weed? Find the weed, thank God. Clean up the backyard. And uh, we absolutely dodged a bullet. But I'm telling you, dude, we're on thin ice around here. <laughs> We are on thin ice. Um, the the house was a disaster as well. Luckily, they didn't come inside. Um, I know we're trying to move, but like we we've just got a rolling lease here. That's why we've been a bit blasé with our move, um, because you know we don't really have to go anywhere, and also because it's like a strict lockdown. I mean, it's like why would you go to all this effort to move? Just to be just to be stuck in a different set of four walls. <laughs> At least we've got a fucking pool table here, you know what I mean? So so yeah, we absolutely dodged a bullet because we had one inspection last year that was absolutely disgraceful. Like we just had like a full blown three day sort of thing, you know. Uh just full blown three days of God knows what. And then Monday morning, we just we had a we had an inspection and like we just completely forgot. And I was um, working from home or called in sick, I was nowhere. You know, I'm like, I looked like Voldemort when 
when they're at that that like heaven train station and he's all curled up under the stairs you know that was me but <laughs> my god and they came in they were like we're here to inspect the property and i was here for it so i was the one who had to be like I'm so sorry. Oh my God, there is egg on my face. I tell you what, we had a house party last night. This was non-COVID times. And we completely forgot about this inspection. Oh my God, we were going to do a big cleanup when the boys get home from work. Uh, did I mention that Macca actually works for the Salvation Army? Great kid, that McElroy. Great kid indeed. You know, <laughs> it was embarrassing, dude. So we're on the thin edge of the wedge here, brother. And we came this close. We came this close. But luckily, um, due to her getting my phone number wrong and, uh, and me quickly locating the weed, uh, we were able to, to sort of navigate that situation. And the boys live on. All right. <laughs> okay, so another thing that happened on the weekend. Two things happened this weekend. This is a record. <laughs> another thing that happened on the weekend was I ran into uh, a lovely lady I used to work with um, at the Westfield I worked at. Worked at. I was a mainstay in the Westfield car park office for three years, I think. Maybe three and a half even. And uh, I was famously fired last year due to COVID. Um, I didn't take it personally because they fired everyone. So it was very hard to. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I've, I ran into this lady. And last year after lockdown um, ended... Westfield were like, do you want to come back and work in the car park? But it's a very hard job to go back to, I found. Um, very hard job to go back to. Just because, like, you think, I'm, I'm done. This is great. You know? Don't have to go back. And then they're like, what if, do you want to come back? And you're like, ugh, do I have to? And then you realize you don't. So, I didn't go back. Um, but, so what happened was, this lady told me, she caught me up on what's been happening at the Westfield. And she said, after I, oh no, after COVID last year, everyone went back and my manager moved apartments and then they had no one to make like the services manager for the whole Westfield. And it, it could have been yours truly. You know, I could have, uh, I could have walked back in and Stephen Bradbury'd my way into management once again, you know, and it's just one of those things because like between you and me, this position pays quite a bit of cashola. So... I thought, fucking hell, I could have been I could have been running the goddamn car park. What a what an honor. You know? Filling my boots, you know, pushing retail into the future. One boom gate at a time. My God, what a time it is. And uh, you know, obviously that never happened. But it reminded me, this is the second time I almost tripped over into management at Westfield. So basically, when you're working at Westfield in the in the car park and the concierge and the other departments, valet, security, the golden, the golden, uh, you know, tower or whatever, the light at the end of the tunnel is, is a uh, center management. Center management is like the office in the Westfield where everyone works, like marketing, um, other departments, <laughs> you know, admin stuff, you know, white collar, you know, you can go from fixing pay machines and boom gates in the blue car park to having a, having a goddamn flat white with that hot chick from HR doing a spreadsheet and earning considerably more. So that was, to get in there is just like, and if you became the, the car park manager, you were in there. You were just admin, baby. It was great. So so that was, that was the holy grail. 
And the first time I almost tripped over in there was how's this for a Bradbury moment? So I was probably what you would say fourth in line to go to services manager. So you go, I was just normal. I was like, had no special powers or good pay or whatever privileges. I wasn't a manager or anything. And so then it was like, yeah, the two IC of the car park, car park manager, services manager. And services manager is the one where it's just like, woohoo. It's a tough job, but you know, you want it. Anyway, I went to Perth or Adelaide or some shit. I went on a comedy uh, trip um, and I was gone for a week. I swear to God. That was why I loved Westfield because it was a casual job. So if you said, sorry, I need to go I'd go do these shows in Perth and, and lose $2,000 over the, a period of two weeks, they'd say, no stress. And then so you just go to Perth and I'd just be living La Vida Loca in Perth doing gigs. And then I'd come back and say, um, here to work again. And they say, no stress. It was fucking awesome. So one time I went on one of these trips, I think to Perth, and I was gone for about a week, maybe 10 days. I come back in the space of a week, the two I see, the supervisor and the manager have all quit for various reasons. I think one of them might've got the old sackaroo between you and me. And now here's Billy D going, holy shit, world at my feet. And uh, they did ask me to to uh, do the supervisor role. They did not give me the all the way up the tree role. Um, but I said no, because I this is about three years ago. It's 2019, I want to say, two years ago. I said no, because at the time I was fairly certain my comedy career was about to blow up. <laughs> I thought, manage the car park, babe, where am I going to find the time for that? I'm on, I'm on the project next week, you know, then I might have you be paying attention. And then in the afternoons, I've got to drive Sydney home on Nova 969. I mean, for God's sake, how am I going to manage the Westfield car park? I don't have the time. So yeah, they, that just goes to show. I love those moments in life where it's like, oh, if I stayed here, this would have happened, but I left, so this happened. I mean, it's all it's all much for muchness. I still plan on being um, exceedingly famous, so there's no stress there. But uh, but yeah, dude, I, f- I find that shit hilarious. <laughs> but it was so funny last time when I got back from my trip, I was like, oh, hey, what's the goss? And they were like, I don't know, boss, what should we do? And I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, you're in charge. And I was like, my God. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Haven't you heard, babe? I'm about to blow up. <laughs> it's... Oh, hindsight's funny. Hindsight's good after a while, I think. You got to give it a bit. <laughs> All right, dude. So I'm going to answer uh, some more questions had some yarns this week and I also did actually pay me and Macca sheepishly uh, paid. We paid for the Jake Paul pay-per-view on Monday. I think probably the only people who did, I don't know. None of my mates did. Um, so I'm going to talk about that a little bit at the end because I don't know anyone that actually watched it, but me and Macca watched every minute. So I'll talk about that at the end. If you're interested in uh, UFC and YouTube personalities, well, then you'll fucking love this because they're fighting each other now. <laughs> what a world to live in. But anyway, I've got a few listener questions I'm going to go through. And uh, and that's that, dude. Tell your mum. So, 
So this is the first question. I am moving to London at the end of the year for work. Uh, do you have any advice? Moving to England. I mean, you must live in Adelaide or some shit because no one, I, no one in the Harbour City is moving anywhere. Let me tell you. But moving to England, here's the deal. Firstly, get ready to yell a lot. All right. In England, your Australian accent is more or less a verbal assault weapon. Okay. People fucking froth on it over there. In London, not as much because there's a fair few Aussies. Uh, But if you get outside of London, I lived up north and people just love it. People stop you on the street. They go, "What? what was that? What was that, mate? And you go, I don't know, mate. You tell me, brother. And then, you know, they just sort of give you cash at that point. But but Poms are a fascinating breed, you know. Uh, take take a big bottle of Blackmore's vitamin D because you will not be receiving any over there. I think I was white as a ghost by the time I left England. And this is, you know, obviously under no- normal circumstances, I'm pretty pale anyway. So I would say just, you know, take plenty of vitamin D, get ready to yell, you know, use that accent as much as you can. Um, I don't know what you look like, but if you're asking me for advice, you must be a six or lower, and I respect that. Um, so yeah, I would say get ready to yell, dude, and align yourself with the local football team. You know, best way to make friends, uh, whether you're into football or not. I happen to, to like it, so you know, no harm, no foul for me. But uh, if you don't like it, just go to the games anyway. They're fucking sick, and get ready to possibly assault a stranger over a meaningless cup game you know you might be going for Burnley oh we're playing West Ham round 13 both teams are mid-table with nothing to play for sweet well guess what you may have to stab someone after that game if it's a draw you know that's the culture that is the culture watch Green Street Hooligans scare the shit out of yourself and then put your feet on the ground knowing what you're getting into okay that is my advice and also, just um, just get the fuck out of England. You know what I mean? You can. When I lived in Manchester, I got a twenty quid return flight to Dublin. Twenty quid. Now it was on Ryanair, which is pretty much a a glorified bus. You know, I think I think we went half the way there in the sea. You know, we just sort of paddled along. It was everyone out on the wings, everyone out on the wings with a fucking you know canoe stick or whatever, and we got there eventually. But. But yeah, I mean, just some of the value. Don't be afraid to fly Ryanair, is what I'm saying. They may be the shittest, unsafest airline of all time. But my God, dude, they'll get you there for 15 bucks. You know, the the person in the seat in front of you will be literally, they'll be able to feel your breath on their neck. But guess what, dude? They'll be in Dublin as well. So yeah, fly Ryanair and fly it hard. I don't know if it still exists. But anyway, that's what I would say. All right, next question. My third time asking. Oh, yeah, some people have been asking me questions and it's like their third, fourth time asking and I haven't used them. So now people are getting a little bit angry. Hey, Bill, fourth time, you still haven't answered this. What the hell? It's a shit question, mate. You know, take the hint. But blokes like, mate, I've been asking you this since 1974. What's the difference between blue and turquoise? It's like, mate, take that shit elsewhere. You know, doesn't Carl Stefanovic have a podcast? I'm sure he'd fucking love that. All right. If I haven't answered your question in four cues, it's because it's fucking shit house, mate. I can't help you. 
I've only got two hands, and yes, I do know how to use them. But I can only do so much, all right? But this guy, I must, you know, this guy's the third time asking, so I thought, fuck it. I'll answer his question, but this is the, this is the only time I'm responding to this sort of, you know, these threats. But he goes, third time asking, is going to uni at 24 too late? Okay. Shock, we have a mature age student who just will re- is relentlessly asking a question. Firstly, dude, short answer, yes. Of course it's too late to go to uni. You're 24. What have you been doing for the last six years, mate? Where you been? Who you been with? You know? You want to be, you know, you want to be out of uni by the time you're 22, 23. But I will say this. Now that uni is online, totally you should go to uni. Because what well, you may as well. From what I can tell, uni is just an absolute piss take at the moment. I don't know. That's what I, from what I can see. But yeah, I would just go to uni because it's online. The problem with 24, 25-year-olds, if you're above the age of 30 and you go to uni, you are a serial killer. Um, the problem is, mate, you freak everyone out with your over-eager attitude, you know? Everyone's in there 18, 19, hung over a shit, doing marketing because their dad said if they don't, he'll beat the shit out of them. And then we got Mr. Keane Bean over here asking the same question four weeks in a row. You freak everyone out with your energy, mate. You know, and then people look at you and they're like, fucking hell, what, what's that about? And, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm 25. This is what happens if you don't switch on when you're, when you're 19. This is what happens when you have no idea what's going on, you know? So, so you can scare the other students with how wretched your life is. But if you're going to do it online and learn from the privacy of your own home, then yeah, dude, go for it. Absolutely go for it. But yeah, I'd keep it under your hat because that means you're graduating at 28. These are the times you're allowed to graduate uni. 22, 23, and then 74. Okay? There is no in-between. All right? That's the only time it's cute. You know, you see a 22-year-old graduate uni, you're like, Melissa, you're an angel. Well done. You know, wow. Proud isn't, isn't even beginning to express how I feel about you graduating. You know, it's beautiful. And then when someone's like 65 and they're like, I, I stopped uni in 1973 to fight in Vietnam and I always said I would come back and finish this degree and you're like, everyone's crying. You're like, this guy has a Bachelor of Science and we love it, all right? But when some dude's like 35 and he's like, I just got my Bachelor of Marketing, it's like, sorry, dude, what? <laughs> I'm calling the police, okay? Jesus Christ. So I hope that answers that. Probably a little aggressive. I apologize to the asker. Next question. How do I start a DM with a chick I haven't spoken to in years? I would say just rip it off like a band-aid. I would just message her like, hi, me again. <laughs> Bill here, once again, you want to catch me up on the last six years, babe? You know? Or just say, here's Billy. (laughs) Send that via a voice message, dude. Send an audio message of you are. (laughs) For sure do that. For sure do that. 
Yeah, I'll just send something super aggressive, but super short. Send her an audio message. And like, send her a, <laughs> no, send her a long audio message. Explain, yeah, because if she sees like a paragraph, that's going to freak her out. Send her a long audio message being like, Kate, I know it's been six years. Uh, I haven't spoken to you in quite some time. And then you popped into my head the other day because of, I saw a Galard. I remember that time you said you love Galars. Anyway, what's doing, babe? Sincerely, Billy Darcy. <laughs> then she calls the police and I imagine they'll be at your house within 10 minutes. Just message her saying hi, mate. It'll be fine. Next question, I should say. Would you consider moving to another state if this lockdown continues? Previously, I would say no way. Sydney city till I die. Now, dude, I would 100% move to any city in Australia if there was like an opportunity of some description. Uh, Lewis Spears, well-known comedian, he just moved to Hobart, I think. Tasmania for sure, but I think Hobart. And I would totally do it, dude. I would move to Perth or Brisbane in a heartbeat. Um, Perth is sensational. I want to go to Perth. So far away from all this garbage. Sydney, we are right in between Brisbane and Melbourne. No one will let us in. You know, it's, it seems like what every, you know, last time a guy would fly up from Melbourne with, like, no one's flying in and out of Perth, you know? I remember, like, like Christmas, uh, like early January this year, I was in lockdown here in Sydney and Rory Lowe, who's a comedian and a friend of mine, if you don't know him, he was on his Instagram story. He was going around the Perth Fringe world and Perth Fringe is so fun because you do your show, but then there's all these showcases you jump on. So like, you know, some nights I would do like five or six gigs in a night, including an hour of my own stuff. So it's just the most fun you can have. I remember one night I was in lockdown in Sydney and Rory Lowe, this smug son of a bitch did 11 gigs in one night. I think he did more gigs than I did in December in one night in Perth. So yeah, dude, I would totally move to Perth. Absolutely. Okay, next question. What do you do when a girl you know starts posting pole dancing videos? I don't know, nothing? <laughs> what are you supposed to do? This sounds like she's just joined the KKK or some shit, mate. Um, whatever you were thinking of doing, don't do that, you know? <laughs> what are you going to do? Go there and support her in person? Throw freaking 20s at her? No, definitely don't. Whatever was on your mind, I would say just do nothing. Um, <laughs> when a girl starts... The pole dancing thing's weird, isn't it? Because it's like it's exercise. But it's quite sexy exercise, isn't it? Sexercise, if you will. Fully editing that out. Can't think of anything I've wanted to edit out more in my life than me saying the word sexercise. Jesus Christ, edit that out, Billy. Edit that out. Um, anyway, it is quite sexy exercise. And I don't know, just do nothing. I would say whatever your first gut feel to do was, it's, it's the fact you're thinking about it at all. I got. I know chicks who do pole dancing. I've never once thought, "What is my response to this?" You know, just keep scrolling, brother. Just keep scrolling. Maybe ask her out if she's sorty. But yeah, I would just do nothing. You know, because you're probably going to freak her out as you've just freaked me out. But this is a good one. I'm surprised no one asked this in the 
drunk Q&A. Who is Kate? Okay. Now, obviously, I say Kate a lot. Probably for every girl example I use. A lot of people, I've received some messages, people think it's my ex-girlfriend. And that, you know, I refer to Kate because, like, Kate broke my heart. And that, you know, I don't know, just bring her up all the time. Or just whenever there's a girl's name, I just use Kate. It's not the case. But also, dude, if it was, I mean, how much of a freaking psychopath would I be? You know, just using this chick's name on on my podcast over and over again. Kate. (laughs) So, dude, that's not, no, that's not true. It's not my ex-girlfriend. The real reason I started using Kate was way before the podcast. It's when I first started doing stand-up. If I was telling a story, um, I had this story or like this joke or whatever you want to call it. It was like a you know a little two-minute thing. And uh, you know, I wasn't like the you know, I was it was when I first started, so I wasn't very good. And I couldn't get to this punchline because the chick's name was like the chick whose the story was about. Um, like she was a girl I'd met once and like I felt comfortable using her name on stage. Um, her name was like you know, it had like four syllables in it or something. It was like, uh, I don't know. It was like Eliandra or something or like Eloisa May or some shit. And I was just, I was getting stuck in this chick's name, like midline. And then I had to keep using her name for the rest of the pod, uh, the rest of the, the bit. So I'd be like, and then, and then Eloise May said this, and I'm thinking Eloise May, like, and it's just the rhythm was just fucked and I couldn't get, it wasn't working. So then one night I said, um, I said Kate and I just like the whole thing flowed better because it's only one syllable um, so it's just like dude Kate you know Kate this Kate that you just get through it so much quicker you don't want to be stuck in some chick's name for like you know trying to you know El- Eloise Alessandra or whatever you know like and then I just it was like a habit on stage if I was like doing an example if I was talking about a girl in the crowd whose name I didn't know yet I'd be like we got fucking Kate over here doing this you know and then it just became like a habit. And and then people noticed it on the podcast. Because people never noticed it in my stand-up. Like different crowds every night. And I'm and like I was doing open mics to like three people. So but then I started the podcast a few couple of years later. And people noticed that I would say Kate all the time. And then I just kind of liked it that people were noticing, you know? <laughs> so that's why I say Kate. It's a habit from stand-up and it's only because it's a super short name. So yeah, it's not my ex-girlfriend. It'd be cool if it was, but I think it would also be like kind of disturbing. You know, it'd be like, oh, that's cool. So now we finally know why he says Kate a lot. Also, um, I'm just going to quickly call the police and have them go and pick him up because Kate is in his basement. (laughs) So yeah, dude, my camera is about to run out of battery. So if this just cuts out, um, I can't see myself sort of, you know, charging the battery, setting the camera back up and re-recording i mean you know what i mean i'm not freaking i'm not elon musk you know what i mean but anyway these last two questions kind of suck anyway all right here's the thing dude dude um i just want to talk about this jake paul fight for a bit because it's pretty wild so here's the thing jake paul has been fighting uh, a few people. The YouTuber Jake Paul, brother of Logan. Now, if you don't know who the Paul brothers are, I don't know who. I don't know how you could not, because I know who they are, and I I don't know any YouTubers. So, 
the Paul brothers, right? From what I could tell, Logan is the good one and Jake is the evil one, okay? But uh, Jake Paul fought Ben Askren, this UFC fighter, and he knocked him out. And uh, Ben Askren has got probably the worst hands in the history of the UFC. And, and he, I don't think he trained for the fight. And uh, he got a huge payday. And now that man is playing um, disc golf on his ranch in America. And he's laughing his way to the bank, okay? But next up, Jake Paul fought UFC welterweight goat. Probably not the goat, but Tyron Woodley, okay? And this shit is wild, yo. Me and Mac are actually paid for the pay-per-view because um, we couldn't find a stream and we were so bored. So here's the thing. Everyone rags on Jake Paul. But at this point, I think who gives, like, your opinion is invalid. Now that he's fought Tyron Woodley, your opinion is invalid because everyone was talking shit about him being like, oh, he's not fought a real boxer. He's not fought anyone scary. You know, he fought that basketball guy and then he fought Ben Askren who can't really box at all. But dude, Tyron Woodley is the scariest guy I've ever seen. He's just jacked out of his mind. He's terrifying. He's absolutely terrifying. So just to go into the ring with Tyron Woodley, whether you win or lose, it's crazy. This shit is wild, dude. Now, so I respect Jake Paul for that. And I think, honestly, if Jake Paul had good chat, this guy would be like fucking Brad Pitt level. Who's the most famous person in the world? I don't... Probably Kendall Jenner. Um, Miley Cyrus. Justin Bieber. Like, I think, honestly, if Jake Paul had good chat... He would be Justin Bieber level famous and everyone would love him, you know, because the guy is a wild kid, you know, he's stepping in the ring with Tyron Woodley. Unfortunately, he's kind of like, you know, he plays the villain, but his chat is horrendous, dude, you know, and I, I want to, you know, I want to get around him because I, you know, I don't like to hate on people if everyone's hating on them. You know, I don't like to bandwagon too hard. So I want to get around him, but his, ch- his chat is really bad, unfortunately. Um, now, that being said, the fight was just awful. It was terrible. It wasn't Jake Paul's problem or fault I should say because Tyron Woodley just didn't throw a punch he threw one punch really the whole eight rounds and Jake Paul almost got knocked the fuck out and this was in the fourth round and I had money on Woodley to knock him out in the fifth so Jake Paul is sitting on his stool fucked at the start of the fifth round and I I had to get this blue so late in the podcast I have a full-blown erection in my living room because I'm looking at a, a pretty serious bit of cash on a Monday here so I am up and about. And then Tyron Woodley just didn't throw a punch the rest of the fight. And he didn't throw a punch in the first three rounds either. And then he lost on points. Um, so it was a horrendous waste of money. I would recommend no one buys a Jake Paul pay-per-view ever. You know, we knew it was a, probably a silly idea, but um, I mean, you know, we were, we were just so bored. And also we did want to watch it. You know, it's of interest. And I think it is a cool concept, him fighting these MMA guys. It's pretty wild. So, but yeah, it was, Jake Paul just kind of danced around for the last four rounds and he, he, he jabbed a bit and fair play to Jake Paul because he was the more active fighter. You know, Jake Paul tried to, tried to do more than Tyron Woodley and he deserved to win on points. Um, so it was pretty, you know, it wasn't Jake Paul's fight that the fight sucked. Um, it was Tyron Woodley's, but yeah, dude, I want to see Jake Paul fight a few more of these MMA guys. I'm kind of into this now. Just because after this Woodley thing, I just think, fuck it. This kid's off to the races, and I actually respect the shit out of him for getting in there. So let's see a few more, you know? I'd love to see him fight Dylan Dennis. 
Uh, Mike Perry will be good. The problem is, uh, apart from Dylan Dennis, all the people that he wants to maybe fight, he can't fight anyone who is contracted to the UFC. So he has to fight like these 41-year-old guys. Like Tyron Woodley is 39 and like was absolutely shocking in his last four UFC fights. I don't know anything about boxing, but um, so I don't know. I don't know if he like looked good out there or not really in the boxing ring. Uh, he didn't throw any punches, so that's not that's not a good sign. But you know when like someone's just jumping around and the boxing commentators are just like they're like, "Oh, you could just, you know, he looks good or he's moving well or whatever." I don't know really about that. His fists were not moving well. That's all I know. Um, but Tyron Woodley was abysmal in his last four fights and he's 40. And uh, I'm pretty sure he lost all his money. That's why he had to do the the Jake Paul fight. And then he turned up and didn't throw a single punch. So, so Tyron Woodley's had a pretty crap three years, guys. Ty- someone give Tyron a call and check in on him for sure. But yeah, dude, I'm totally in for these Jake Paul fights from now on. As long as he keeps fighting like MMA guys or uh, celebrities of some kind, you know, MMA guys would be good. If he just fights some random boxer, I'm probably not going to watch that. But yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm not on the Jake Paul train because I still want to see him get knocked out. But I now I'm I'm kind of like I'll watch his next fight against an MMA guy. I think it's a cool concept. I think this guy's kind of cool. I've come around on Jake Paul a little bit. You know, he's still a pelican, but I think he's just like a wild dude, and I I respect him for getting in there with Tyron Woodley. So that's what I think about that. And uh, and the camera held on. I was a bit, a bit sour in this episode, I feel like. I threatened to not re-record and I teed off on a couple of people who asked questions. I mean, that's pretty standard. Anyway, guys, uh, that is the episode. But this week, when this comes out on Thursday, there's a new stand-up clip on my YouTube and it is like my favorite stand-up bit I've ever written. I think it's really good. It's about the bushfires and pommies. So it's it's pretty un, it's pretty rare to to be able to write a joke that has you know sort of two natural tragedies in it and still make it funny. But I think I've been able to do that with this one with the bushfire English people crossover. So give it a look, tag a friend on my YouTube comments. Um and yeah, I you know, I always say there's a new stand clip. This one is fucking sick, okay? Fuck all those other clips. I hate them. They should all burn. I, if you're a bad person if you watch them, but this one yeah, this is the one, dude. So check out that bushfire bit. And uh, and yeah, dude, thanks for listening. Way too long, way too long, yeah.